Okay, Rabbi Sai, we are a few minutes away from Dinev. We're a few minutes away from the scene of the Haile Gebene Soschas, Kusun Yugen Alayni. I'm going to speak a few minutes here in the bus specifically, and then in Mitzvah Shem in the Tzian. We'll speak by the Tzian of the Haile Gebene Soschas, so hopefully we'll understand a bit more about who uh, we are by and who we're going to be doubling by as well, Beis Hashem. So just to begin, with Tzvi Elimelech, of dinner of Tzvi Elimelech Shapiro is the Bnei Soska. He lived actually a very, a very short life. From 1783 to 1841, he lived only 58 years. His mother was the daughter of the sister of the Rebbe of Meilech, of Lezhensk, the Noi Melech. And his parents actually had a bunch of children that unfortunately did not survive. They died. So uh, when his when his mother was pregnant with him, so uh, they went to the Rebbe of Meilech for a bracha. And uh, they went to the Rebbe of Meilech for a bracha. And uh, it was a few months before the birth was scheduled. And the Rebbe of Meilech said, you're going to give birth to a son, and you're going to call him Elimelech. So uh, the woman was like, whoa, 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 what does that mean? Does that mean you're not going to be in the world anymore? Like, well, I'm calling him after you. What does that mean? And uh, the Rebbe of Meilech understood that she was very, very shocked. And he said, okay, in that case, call him Tzvi Elimelech. After she gave birth, she named the baby Tzvi Elimelech, as the name of Elimelech told her to. And the Rebbe Rahmalech said to her, if only you would have called him Ali Melech, he would have been entirely like me. But now he's only been half like me. So at least we we have a scum of the Rebbe of Melech that, that the Bnei Soska is at least a half of the Rebbe of Melech. And uh, at one point of his life, he was actually drafted into the army. And he was taken by force and he was placed on a bus. And at one point during the journey, the whole bus <laughs> fell. There were no survivors except for him. And when he left that bus, he ran away and he eventually survived. So he changed his name from Langsman, which was originally his name, to Shapira specifically, so that he would not be drafted again in the army. Now, he's famous for many, many sfarim, many, many sfarim, incredible, a short life, 58 years, but so many sfarim. Uh, some of the sfarim I'll just mention, for example, he has, uh, obviously, the Bnei Soscha, but Derech Pikudecha, which is on all the mitzvahs Alpi Kabbalah. Um, Ruach Dudoim, which is basically uh, a beautiful sefer with actually the Askom of the Heilige Tzanza, the Divrei Chaim. Chedushi Maritza, which is all the Nyonim of Hanukkah. If you want to know who is his Rebbe, who is the Rebbe of the Bnei Sascha? So he had four primary Rebbeim that were his uh, masters, his teachers, his Rebbeim. He had Rebbe Mendel of Rimenov, the Heilige of, of Lublin, the Koshnet Samagid, and Rabbi Avram Yeshua Herschel. These were his manhigim, these were his uh, his rabbis. They taught him everything. Now, where does the, the whole business of Yisoscha, Bnei Yisoscha, where does that come? His name was Rabbi Tzvi Elimelech Shapira. What's the Bnei Yisoscha? Why do you call it that name? And that's the name that is almost named of, you know, we call, we're going to the Bnei Yisoscha. Why, why is he named after that name? And why did he name his Ika Sefer Yisoscha? So in the Sefer Beis Shloima, Rav David Kahneman brings that the Bnei Soska was always wondering which Shevet he came from. Well, many of us wonder. I wonder which Shevet we come from. There are some that have a Messiah where they come from. But the Bnei Soska specifically was wondering which Shevet does he come from. There was only one person to ask, and that was one of his Rebbeim, the Heilige Chayza. The Chayza was known. We've been to the cave a few times, if you remember, last year specifically. But uh, the Chayza was someone that was able to see from one end of the world to the other end of the world. And uh, he said, this, the, the, the Chayza will be able to see right into my Neshama. And it bothered me so much 
uh, that, and he also bothered him his connection to Hanukkah. Anyone that's familiar with the Sefer Bnei Soska knows that until the Bnei Soska came along, there was very little on Hanukkah. Came along the Bnei Soska, and he was Megala Yisaidus from unbelievable Anis from from Zoya from so many places that he was Megala Hanukkah. His neshama spoke very much to Hanukkah, and it bothered him. Like, why? What is my connection to Hanukkah, and why do I call my Sefer Bnei Soska? So he went to his Rebbe the Chayza. He knocked on the door. And before he had a chance even to say a word, the Chayzer looked at him in the eye and he said, first of all, you come from Shevet Yisacha. And uh, that's what it is, which is amazing to have someone who knew which exact Shevet he came from. And what's your connection to Hanukkah? He said, um, on Hanukkah, you were in the basin of the Chashmanoim at the time of Hanukkah. So the Bnei Sosk had a son called Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar wrote a sefer called Yoide Bina. Yoide Bina which he specifically called because uh, once again, once he heard that his mishpacha, uh, his father was told by the Chayza that uh, we come from Shevet Yisacha and in Divri Yomim it says Shevet Yisacha Yoide Bina so he called the Sefer after that in that case now the Bnei Soska had a grandson called Ritzviha Shapira who wrote a Sefer with 102 explanations on two words. And those two words are Yehuda HaMakabi. 102 explanations. The Sefer is called Darke Emunah um, because he says that the Emunah is a Gematra 102, 102 explanations for the words Yehuda HaMakabi. And he says it's from the Mishpacha because after all, our connection of our Mishpacha, this is again, uh, Anikul, a grandson of the Bnei Soska, since our Mishpacha has a major connection to Hanukkah, he used to say over that his Zayda the Bnei Soska always had tremendous chedushim on Hanukkah, but he can only write them on Hanukkah. So he said, as an Einikul, I'm continuing the minig of the Mishpacha to be Megala, some of the chedushim on Hanukkah. So we see that the Bnei Soska has a tremendous uh, connection to Hanukkah. I just want to mention one Merdika Maisa, and then maybe we'll speak more inside the actual tzin itself. One Merdika Maisa about the Bnei Soska. The Bnei Soska's father, Pinchas Shapira, um, was a was a Balamid. He used to teach children. And at one point, it happened, whatever it was, that the village that he traveled far away from his mishpacha, he was giving out a lot of loans. He was like pre-giving tzedakah. So when he, again, he was asking loans from his boss that paid him money for being malamed of children. So when it came to <laughs> getting his wages and going home before Yontov to be with his mishpacha, to be able to support the family, he came to his boss. He said, um, please, can I have my wages, you know, for the year that I've been here? And the boss made a cheshman. And I'm so sorry with all the stockers that you gave, you pre-gave gave of your wages, there's nothing nothing left. So he, he left his bond and he was, he was unhappy. Yeah, how am I going to support my family? What am I going to do? I gave tzedakah or whatever. But he was makabal. The Rabban Shalom never hurts a person. A person never gets damaged by doing the right thing, by doing chesed, whatever it was. So Rapinchas came back Erev Yontif to his mishpacha, to his children. One of them, of course, the Bnei Saskha. And he wasn't able to support them. One day, this young Tzvi Eli Melech was with his friends and they were paying, they were playing near like one of the post offices over there in Dinov. And excitedly, they were watching as this beautiful carriage, beautiful, unusual scene of a carriage that pulled up in the cobblestone floor of Dinov, comes over there, this beautiful nobleman, very nicely dressed, very smart, comes along. 
and uh, they're, they're playing over there and they're looking at him and it's you know seeing what's going on over there and as the nobleman pull, pulls away he throws a package to the, to the little Tzvi'eli Melech the Heiligen and he takes it into his father he runs into the base mattress and says Tati Tati look what I got I got this package he opens it up there's no simonim there's no names there's no signs there's no way of giving it back who was the nobleman he tried to describe him obviously we keep the money and they opened it up and it was exactly the money that he was owed before he came home for Yontav interestingly enough that uh, Tzvi'eli Melech was given the job to open up the door for Shvoicha when it comes to open the door for Elio Anovi uh, on Pesach Seder night. So little Tzvi'eli Melech ran over to open the door for Elio Anovi and he screamed and he said, oh, he said to Stati, the nobleman that gave me the purse, I, I, he came again to that, our door over here by Pesach Seder and his father begged him, please don't tell anyone that you were able to see that because obviously it's a very high madriga. So I said, we're going to a very big tzaddik tzaddik that we don't even really understand the level that he was on but maybe perhaps we can connect to something to do with Hanukkah which maybe we'll discuss more as well it's a it's a choshva in to go to Kibbe Tzadikim we'll be able to daven daven for ourselves daven for Klali which we'll speak about in Mitzvah Shem there as well we'll mention a couple more other mices as well Meizah Hashem the Rabban Shem which give us the Yat HaDishmai the Ura Tzfilas Shem Mekabal Amen